Hey, Ange. Hey, Les. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really happy. Me too. So before I get into it, I'm going to say welcome to another episode of Black Boomer Besties from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. In the house. In the house. (laughs) And guess why I'm happy, Ange? I don't know. There's someone else here. It may have something to do with him joining us today. I don't know. I'm just guessing. it, it really is because one, we're going to now have our second male guest on our oh, podcast. I wasn't the first. No, no, sorry. you were working and busy. You're the first male lawyer. How's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. and, and you're the first high school crush that I have on our oh, show. Oh, my gosh. Here it comes. Let it all out, Les. Let it <sighs> all the way out. You know, Listen, I could look at Carl across the lunchroom and just, you know, whatever. I was young. We were teenagers. Wow. That's okay. Well, I learn something new every day. Every day. Yeah, he's still a look, I'll tell you. I want to introduce to you our special guest this episode. I've asked our friend and uh, fellow Brooklyn Tech Night to join us. We have Carl Chen Esquire, and we're going to get into just some questions, talk about old times and what he's up to these days and how it could be helpful to all of us at this time of our lives. So Carl, you want to introduce yourself? Absolutely do. Uh, Well, that was a wonderful um, introduction. And Leslie, you, you bring on something new for me. You know, anytime I talk to you, so thank you. <laughs> you too, huh? Well, no. <laughs> so look, ladies, thank you so much. Um, yes, I'm Carl Chen. I'm from, well, uh, okay. I say I'm from Brooklyn because that's where I lived uh, from the age of five till, you know, through college when I left college and all. But actually, I was born in Harlem. Oh, I was born in St. Louis. I didn't Hospital. know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and I actually spent my first five, six years in the Bronx. So it's okay. But I claim Brooklyn. We forgive you. I know. I, it happens. It's not, it wasn't my, my <laughs> direction, my fault. I just had to come along wherever I was taken. That's so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, uh, my family, I'm, I'm a for, first. American born of immigrant parents, Panama and Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, as you know, attended that prestigious high school, Brooklyn Tech, whoop, class whoop. of 1980. I think it was the best class. In, you at better Brooklyn. believe it so. was. And still. And you still. better believe it. Class I, of I think, 80. Yes. Absolutely. And um, after that, I ended up uh Going to college, um, majoring uh, in finance, uh, eventually at Ohio University, although I did a stint at Boston U for a year mm-hmm. with some of my other fellow Brooklyn Tech colleagues, yeah. uh, classmates, and uh, ended up here. I'm in Maryland now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. ended up in Maryland back in 1987 after graduating and everything else and mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. my career as a financial planner. And um, from 87 through 94, did financial planning, worked at uh, one of uh, local insurance, well, national insurance company called Monumental Life, 
um, when mm. I was going to law school. I went to law school at night. So I was. Wow, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was interesting um, because, uh, well, I was lucky. I was only three blocks away from the law school from my job. Mm-hmm. So it made it nice during lunch. If I needed to go into the law school, get some work done or something or another, I was able Perfect. to do that. Uh-huh. But uh, but did that, uh, was a night student, came out in three and a half years. And mm. um, ended Stop up- Stop right at, there for a second. Yes. So you studied finance in school. Yeah. And then went into the financial sec- sector um, after graduating. Not really. What did you think about law? Not not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> a pivot. So, a, wait, pivot more. a pivot is coming. You know, well, obviously, as you know, our, our school was primarily a science, technology, a STEM type school, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I started out as an engineering major at Boston University, mm. but it was like manufacturing engineering. I didn't want to do that. I was a civil guy. Right. And yeah. but Boston U gave the most money. Mm. Not that it mattered because I didn't stay. Right. <laughs> so when, when I, I thought you were gonna say not that it mattered because we were wealthy. We didn't care <laughs> no, about giving no, money. <laughs> <laughs> so end up going to Ohio University. I said, okay, I'm gonna major in finance. Cause as you know, being in New York, we traveled to school. Well, I did by train. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're on the train and you're seeing and you're with, with the mix of people in the city mm-hmm. and folks wearing suits and ties. So I really liked that. I was yeah. like, man, I want to wear a suit and tie. <laughs> right. And then, mm-hmm. and then right after graduation, I actually worked downtown at Chase Manhattan Bank in the mm-hmm. summer um, down mm-hmm. in the trust fault department. So I did that for a couple of years every summer. Oh, OK. Yeah, so. So I wanted to be so the fighting. seed has been planted. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, you know, dressed up in a suit and tie. Right. <laughs> you know, you could have just done that. Right. You didn't have to. I know. <laughs> okay. But I figured I had to have a place to go. There. <laughs> so you just don't dress up and walk around to, to McDonald's. <laughs> right. So, you know, so I end up getting this job. And anyway. Make a long story short, to transition as to how I got into financial services, because Les intimated that, you know, well, okay, you graduated and then you ended up in financial services. Mm-hmm. No, my first job was an assistant buyer at Lord & Taylor. Oh, wow. <laughs> you got the yeah. outfit then, huh? You got the you got the lock. <laughs> you got that suit dress. <laughs> Listen, by any means necessary, 20% I see discount. You. I see yeah. you. Yes. Right there, right there on 39th and uh, 5th Avenue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Okay. Men's rugby knit shirts. Oh. <laughs> that was my area. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Black man who's selling rugby <laughs> shirts. Yeah. I mean, I was there, you know, I'm an assistant buyer and the Lord and Taylor <laughs> training for, you know, it was cool. Got it, but got that's it. not what I wanted to do. Mm. Right. So, um, I had a couple other jobs in the middle. I sold uh, cigarettes for Philip Morris. Oh, wow. We'll go to the bodegas and I'm placing the products all over the place and mm-hmm. battling with the folks from Winston and all that other stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I knew I wanted to be in financial services. Mm. So I took an insurance job all the way in, in Baltimore working for Equitable Life Insurance Society of the United States based in New York. 
Yeah. Right. But I was in Baltimore. So Equitable, actually, their headquarters at the time still may be is right across from Radio City. Mm-hmm. Right? The Equitable bill. So anyway, I go there and I start selling my insurance, started doing financial planning, got my license. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing that, that's when I went to law school at night. Uh, wow. And the from financial services to law, what made that pivot happen? Well, it would seem like it's a natural transition to do like estate planning because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. helping people with retirement planning. I see. Mm-hmm. What happens okay. when they die by having life insurance and stuff like that. Right. Got it. Yeah. So Got this it. is this is like I, I started law school in ninety one. So I went ninety one and ninety-four, right? Okay. I graduated in December of ninety-four. Mm-hmm. And so that was what I was was planning on doing, but that's not what happened. Okay. It sounds like a cliffhanger. I know. Okay. Yeah. So, so I have the securities background. I have all this stuff. So, the SEC hired me, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Okay. So I became a securities lawyer, working at the SEC, and reviewing like IPOs, mergers and acquisitions, a lot of public company filings. Wow. And proxy statements and all this other stuff. And I did that for about three years. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it was very interesting (laughs) because, quite frankly, I'm more of a technical math kind of person, Mm -hmm. which was fine. But law is a lot of reading. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I hated reading. (laughs) I I hated reading and writing. Mm-hmm. And you had Ended to understand up. what you read. You couldn't just yeah. say, okay, read the cliff notes. That, right? You couldn't read the cliff notes. <laughs> right. Remember those? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Got me through tech. <laughs> uh, right. Because most of us, English. Uh, you know, you know, exactly, because we're science heads. Right, we're yeah. science. Oh, yeah. Chemistry. Yeah. Physics. Okay. Yeah. Math. Listen, I was into English as well. I was into English as Here well. We I was, I was on the staff of um, our yearbook? literary magazine at what, um, at at Tech. Yes, know. yes, I was Horizons. Exactly. Oh Horizons. yeah, Horizons. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I had both sides of the brain fired up. Okay, but okay. anyway, continue. All right. continue. Well, you know, that's the funny thing, though, Angie, is that I I wanted to challenge myself. Because I went to law school and I knew that was like a weakness, but I want to really build mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. When I was there, I became editor in chief of our law journal. Really right? good for you. So what it shows is that if you really want to do something, you can do it. That's right. And not let your own fear, self yeah, fear, right? Yeah. yeah. And just eh, it's just a little bit more difficult. Right. And I learned a lot. Right. Wow. Fist bump. Yes. Boom. Fist bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, um, so I ended up when I left uh, the SEC going to a place called Nextel. Now, during this time, I was married and I had um, I had two kids mm-hmm. at this point. Oh, you were busy. You were burning candle at both ends. Oh, I got more right. for you. Oh, I got geez. more for you. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so I'm at Nextel and I'm corporate lawyer, securities lawyer. and everything. Grinding. Grinding. And during that time I'm grinding, you're not going to believe what I did. 
So I moved to Virginia at this mm-hmm. point because Nextel is based in Virginia. I left Baltimore. I was there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I get there and I'm, we moved into the subdivision and there's, you know, there's no coffee spot, nothing. I was introduced to like Starbucks back in 94 when I worked at the SEC. <laughs> and I'm like, man, there's no place to get coffee other than an excellent gas station. So, you know, working in high tech and all, you get stock options, you get different things. So I opened up a coffee bar. You didn't. Called I Like It Black. <gasps> no, you did not. What? Yes. Yes. Come to find out, I recently found out that there's a, a coffee bar in Harlem called I Like It Black. They just opened <laughs> up a couple of years ago. I'm like, I bet you they stole my name. I didn't trademark it. You could have sold that else. domain name. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was called I Like It Black, the coffee wow. town. And they wrote it. An I love me. this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they wrote an article on me back in um, 1999, 2000, the Washington mm-hmm. Post. Wow. And it was about um uh lawyer has a, a all a different kind of grind. Um you know <laughs> grinding. Some, you see, I yeah, know it. Exactly. I was love grinding. It, love it. Exactly. And uh and so I had that for about four years. And um we do open mic nights, it was catering to the community. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I sold it back in 2002, 98 mm-hmm. to 2002. Yeah. Wow. Well, we love that, you know. So now you being... have the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Then you have the law spirit and then yep. the financial spirit. Yeah. And you could tell that my brain is all over the place. Like, Jeez. Sorry. It's I don't good. have a... I, I see it as you being the change you want to see. You, yeah saw yeah. a need and you know you just said hey who's yeah. going to do it but me right yeah. but you know what else also and to that to that um point mm-hmm. um you know i had a lot of different um disappointments mm. right and we all do i sure think we do. i think yeah. for the most mm-hmm. part sometimes there's things in life that disappoint yeah. sure. and so there was this situation that happened back in 1982 83 mm-hmm. So I went to, um, I was hanging out visit uh, for the summer, and I went to a club out in the city. I don't know if it was Bentley's or something. I forget Bentley's. where it was. But anyway, yeah, you remember, right? Yeah, we had our prom there. <laughs> prom day. We yeah, did. I never went to our prom, but I know. Um, and I met a young lady, and I wanted to go out on a date with her. And she lived right across the street from the Empire State Building. It mm. was a. Uh, Thing there right across from probably Herald Square, somewhere in mm-hmm. there. So I go to go visit her and I get ghosted. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. So I go to Barnes and Noble. Right. And I find this book called The Magic of Thinking Big. Oh boy. And I read that book because it was thin. I'm mm. like, oh, it's a thin book. I could read that. I could read that. <laughs> I don't like to read, but I as can read As long as I that. don't have to write about it. Right. Can I read this? And, and, and to be honest with you, it changed my life. It really did. Wow. It changed oh my, my life God. how you I perceive things. Yeah, This is how I look at God moments and what is ordained and supposed mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to be at Herald Square, yes. not for that ghosted date, right. but to pick up that thin book. If it was not a thin book, you may yeah. not have picked it up. That's right. If she had agreed to the date, 
I would never have. You would not have picked up the book. Exactly. Oh, so give and, us and some I nuggets took, from it. Yeah. And I took the book and I took and I went over to 59th Street Bridge and I got on the tram and I went to Roosevelt Island and I sat there and I read through this book. Right. Wow. And and then I just realized that in life, you just got to think big. You cannot um, allow setbacks, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. to hold you and 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 dwell in it and things of that mm-hmm. sort. Right. Right. So and every so then I just started dreaming bigger, right? And dreaming, wow. And saying like, look, if you could think about it, if you really put the energy behind something, yeah, you can yeah. accomplish it. You could yeah. achieve it. Wow. So that's how, and that's all know, about our podcast. Actually, we talk oh, about some of the yeah. things that we've done, either in the face of adversity or yeah. when people say, "Oh, it can't be done," or mm-hmm. if we think like, "How am I going to get this done?" When I went to, um, as I've mentioned in the podcast and met people who know me know, when I went to medical school, I was 35 or 36 years old. I was a single parent of a 10-year-old at the time. And you just make it happen because this is what you're going to do. And thank God, when you make these kind of decisions and pivots in life, the road just opens up and the things yeah. just line up for you. Yeah. So true. You know, mm-hmm. I have a um, um, a plaque on my wall that says, and God says, yes. Wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's pretty, I, I think for people who haven't experienced that, or um, have um, doubts about the validity of that. I just want to kind of pause here and say, sometimes our our heads are so full of stuff that mask what is for you. Our heads Mm -hmm. are so full of doubt, so full of, um, you know, judgment of Mm -hmm. others, of oneself that you you can't you can't see it but i believe that you can sense it and it's a matter of being obedient to it versus yep. denying it it's kind of just lean into that just mm. just say yes just say yes yeah. to it and yeah. and you're going to see more and more that's what happens to you carl i think mm. that's an amazing it is story. so you think that book impacted your decision it, it it has been it's impacted all of my decisions for the most part. Wow! Oh, I cannot wait to put that up on our podcast yeah. notes. That book. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I even <clears throat> I kind of uh, took excerpts of it. I remember I was speaking at a a little um, graduation for junior high. I was mm-hmm. the speaker or something, and I took excerpts out of that because I knew it helped me. And even if it was a nugget of information for somebody right. at that right. time, you know, it's been a minute since I've vi- revisited it, yeah. but, it's, but just, it's, it's, it's in there. It's keeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, faith it's a great story. God and having yeah. faith of, 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 you know, because, you know, faith with worries is not faith, right? Yeah, you just sure. gotta, you just gotta, <laughs> you yeah. gotta, you just gotta keep, um, got in front of you or, or I was however. just talking to um I had a, a coffee date with Cookie because I was in Brooklyn last oh. week and yeah. um 
she was she was telling me about you know how she's she is in prayer about her next steps and mm-hmm. we were talking about um how worry it's either pray and don't worry or worry and don't pray right right <laughs> pray and don't worry worry don't pray it's one or the other yep. you can't consider yourself to be faith led if you're worrying mm-hmm. all the time exactly mm-hmm. yeah not easier said than done, but um, yeah. you got to push through. You got to push through yep. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so after that, you know, I left um, Nextel. I went to a couple other companies, Fannie Mae and another company called Watson Wyatt. They went through a merger in 2010. And I decided to take a package and open up my own practice in 2011. That's incredible. Incredible. Thank and you. We want to hear about that because you've got you're doing all the things. And um yeah. I, I know that I'm gonna be convicted. Leslie, not so much, because Leslie, you. you know Leslie has it all on lock. Me not so much. So I'm gonna be listening and a lot of my questions are gonna be I'm gonna pretend that I'm asking for our audience, but I'm actually asking for myself, but you'll never know the difference. Okay. Um, but yeah. So so if you're like Ange, who wants to get all the scoop about estate planning for a friend, stay tuned for part two of our episode with your estate planning attorney, Carl Chad. See you next week. And this has been another episode of Black Boomer Besties from Brooklyn.